0: It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into Loho Daily. I'm Lawrence Holmes, a.k.a. Loho. Thank you so much for joining me today. I would like to talk about Kawhi Leonard for a little bit. And the reason I want to talk about Kawhi... Is he has figured out how <laughs> to put the entire NBA world in wait mode, and I'm I'm all for it. You know what? What was really weird about watching Sunday night as free agency got underway, that everyone was, it it, it was like um, opening Christmas presents almost. Where everyone's just running to the tree and we're all getting our dopamine of, of, oh, this guy's going here and this guy's going here and all of this stuff. And Kawhi is doing exactly what you would expect from what we know about him publicly, which is not a lot. But from what we know about him publicly, he's doing what exactly what you would expect he would do, which is be methodical. And taking his time and not letting someone else dictate what his timeline is going to be. Now, obviously, they're, the way that the season is set up, that they're, I'm sure, offseason stuff, but that doesn't happen for a while. Yes, other teams' cap situations are going to be affected by what Kawhi chooses to do. I imagine that the Lakers are holding that spot. Opens And then if they know that Kawhi is not coming there, they can, I think, actually do a better job of rounding out their squad, even though adding Kawhi to Anthony Davis and LeBron James would would be outstanding. But they they need bodies. They, they, They need actual people to take minutes. And considering those three guys in particular, LeBron, Anthony Davis and Kawhi are all fans of load management, you want to make sure that the rest of your roster is really strong. But it was so funny to me because when I've come to the, the, the place of when Kawhi lets us know, he'll let us know. And he's not going to be rushed. So yesterday I was doing laundry and I flipped on ESPN and people were like, out of breath, you know. Jalen Rose reports that it's 99 percent done. That Kawhi is going to going to stay in Toronto. Look, Jalen's got great sources in in Toronto, having played there. He seems to really love and appreciate his time in Toronto. More power to him. I always think that it's dangerous when analysts start reporting things same thing for for me as a talk show host at this point there was a time when I was a reporter that I felt like I was keyed in for the most part on what was happening with the team that I covered because I was around it every day as the media has evolved and some would say devolved as media has devolved you see people who have that practical experience like Jalen Rose has in the game of basketball and with all of his connections, they're being asked more and more of what their information is. And I don't know if there's a thorough enough vetting process on where they're getting their information from and what their reporting process actually is. That might be a topic for a podcast on, on another day. But the reason that I bring it up is almost everyone who is covering or reporting on the NBA says the exact same thing. No one knows Kawhi. No one. Whether that's Woj or Jalen Rose or Chris Broussard over at Fox, Shams Taranya over at Stadium, Zach Lowe, Rick Bucher, whoever you wanna you wanna put into that spot, Malika Andrews, no one knows this dude. So I find the I find his ability to perplex us as a basketball public and a media public is fascinating. In an era where information is everything. Kawhi continues to be an enigma. He is a a code that no one can crack. And I really like it. Kevin Durant splashed along with Kyrie Irving as soon as the news was out there. Kevin Durant is is putting together a, a whole thing and has a produced piece on telling you why he's going to the Nets and Kawhi's going and in the six hours between free agency starting and all of us going to bed on Sunday night, we pretty much had a clear picture of what was going to happen, except for with Kawhi Leonard. And I applaud him for his ability to really say, I'm I'm doing this. Thing and I'm I need to take my time and I think there's I also think that there is a there's a lesson here there's an object lesson here with Kawhi that I don't think just ex- extends to the rest of the NBA I think that it can be something that is a practical use for all of us when it comes to making decisions. Some of these it, I felt like. NBA free agency was almost an artificial deadline that guys had to make it known as soon as it was possible to make it known. Well, I'm going to Brooklyn. Well, I'm going to go play for the Knicks or I'm going to go play for the Lakers. Well, whatever it is, it it felt as if the entire NBA landscape looked at the opening of free agency as a deadline that all of this stuff has to be done before the, the news gets out that I'm going to team X, Y, and Z. And I think that, that the way that Kawhi does it is more powerful. I also and, – and look, I'm sure that these other guys have done their due diligence. I'm not trying to say that they haven't. But there is something to the idea of allowing yourself some room some time to take input and then make decisions versus I'm going here. What it also may speak to is the amount of tampering. Uh, I'm using air quotes now. You can't see me, but the amount of tampering that goes on in the NBA, because everyone seemed to know where everyone else was going except for, uh, for Kawhi. Everyone else, you you, you kind of knew. And to go back to the Kevin Durant piece, he already knew, and it seemed like he already knew that it was going to be him and Kawhi, and you can go back and and, and look at some of the stuff in the, the season with those two guys in particular and go, oh, well, yeah, they were kind of plotting this the whole time, which is their prerogative. I'm all for – people being happy. And if what makes you happy is playing with one of your friends, then by all means, go do it. I I know that this is supposed to be, you know, since I'm talking, I'm, I'm sitting here talking about Kawhi Leonard, but let me just say about Kevin Durant. He's another guy that I don't think we know very well. I don't think that we know what motivates him. And it seemed like he had such a great thing going in Oklahoma city with him and Russ and that didn't make him happy he wasn't winning and then he goes to a a team filled with superstars and they're easily winning and that didn't seem to make him happy either the the fit wasn't right and now he's going to try and and do great things with the Nets organization with a buddy of his after he gets healed up and and, and recovers from that uh, that Achilles surgery that he had I remember Adam Silver in an interview around All-Star where he was talking about how unhappy a lot of players are and the unhappiness wasn't my contract situation the the unhappiness wasn't like uh the the workforce versus labor versus management it wasn't that he was surprised at how genuinely unhappy so many of the players are with how they feel like it, it's not their situation is bad. It's just overall, there's some unease and some unhappiness. And there are smarter people than I, that that could break it down and talk about some of the generational challenges. I People are very quick to go, well, you know, those millennials. But I do think that, that it's interesting that you have a commissioner that is introspective enough to understand that money isn't the thing that necessarily makes people happy. I'm a fan of Neil Brennan, the comedian. He has a really great podcast, uh, How You Feel, Neil. And he was talking about that a million dollars won't make you happy. And, of course, he got the backlash on Twitter because he has a million dollars. Multiple million dollars. But I think that they, it puts him in a really great position to speak on money not solving all of your problems. And I think that that's what we're, we're seeing with Kevin Durant, where he thought that he would get maybe being unhappy. And again, I'm, I'm speculating so far out. Thinking maybe what would make him happy is if he was on the same level as people talk about LeBron James. And then he goes to a place in Golden State that it just seems unfair. And people discount the type of winning that they did because it was so unfair. He's the reason that it was unfair. You had a great team already and you dropped the the best or the second best or the third best, depending on your rankings, into that team. And then they just slaughter folks. And he wasn't fulfilled by that. It's a cautionary tale. And it's why I look at at Kawhi and I, I applaud him. Because I don't know if Kawhi is happy or not. No one knows because no one knows Kawhi. But as an observer looking from the outside, he seems to be taking everything into account. He seems to be very mindful about how this process is going to go. And he's taking his time. There, there is paralysis by analysis. I I suffer from it quite a bit. I study things, and but I do think that there is something that is admirable about not having to always jump off. And when I see Kawhi kind of hold the entire NBA world hostage, and I know that sounds pejorative. Because he's taking his time making a decision. I I applaud it. I 100% applaud it. There are a lot of things to try and figure out here. The tax situation. Do I want to live in Canada? Do I want to go join LeBron James and Anthony Davis? Do I want all of that spotlight and shine? I wonder if Kawhi found a place to hide. In Toronto. If. He feels comfortable there. Because the NBA spotlight. Will only come around. When Toronto makes its way. Back to the the finals. And he can live. A, a purpose of playing basketball. He seems to enjoy. Playing basketball. He can live that out there. He can be in a position to win. There. And these are all things that think about think about it this way he won the nba championship what 2 weeks ago imagine being presented with man you could live in another country you can play for you can live in los angeles you can live in new york you can live in toronto you, you can you can play for the clippers Or you could play for the Lakers. You can play with LeBron. There's a lot to, even if we strip everything out and you were just making a decision between New York, Toronto, Los Angeles on where to live your life. And yes, money helps in that regard because you can just pick up and move even though we've we've seen Kawhi at the Home Depot getting his own boxes, which I also think is admirable. Those would be huge decisions for anyone now add the money into it where he he can make more money in Toronto if he were to sign long-term, or he can sign a short-term deal and then go through this whole process again next year with an opt-out. There's a lot to take into account. And I admire the fact that Kawhi is being as ruthless and methodical and as thoughtful and mindful about this process as he is, and I think that there, there, I truly do believe that there is a lesson in that, and I wish him the best of luck. He's an incredible player. He is fun to watch, and watching him wrap the entire NBA world around his finger has also been enjoyable. I don't know by the time that there's a new episode of LoHo Daily whether Kawhi will be on the team or not. And there's part of me that's hoping that he won't. It's 4th of July weekend. Take your time. Go sit out on a beach somewhere on a boat. Talk to the people that you need to talk to and make the best decision. There is no rush. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday.